Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) It's going to be one of those podcasts, isn't it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, the aforementioned Tyler Crawley. And I'll tell you, it's a treat if you are watching on YouTube or maybe you've seen me in uh, one of my Instagram videos because on today's show, I am wearing a t-shirt. See? I'm wearing a t-shirt. Today was a big day at Town Bank Mortgage. As you guys know, if you listen to this podcast and you hear the disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast, uh, my employer, Town Bank Mortgage, uh, we had a big event today with uh, Intercoastal Realty, uh, the town trolley tour, as you can see on my shirt. This could be the only time that you will ever see me in a t-shirt. So enjoy it. If you are watching, if you're listening on the podcast, then it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't see anything there. Now I got to tell you, so I was out of the office a lot of the day because of today's festivities. And I was thinking that, oh no, it's going to be hard for me to get some, some, some news for this podcast. And luckily I picked one of the deadest days for housing mortgage economic news. I mean, it was, it was like a desert out there trying to find something. So I was thinking, man, of all the days to pick, it wasn't like one of those days where there's like nine press releases coming out and I got to decide which three are the top. There was nothing out there. I mean, not a lot there. We we do have something to get into here today. Uh, For example, from the mortgage bankers association, we're going to talk about mortgage availability There was a great piece over at Bloomberg about um, house flippers and how they are getting burned by in um, rising mortgage rates, as well as inflation expectations. We got that from the New York Fed. So there was stuff out there, but it wasn't as plentiful as some of the other most days during a month. So I picked a good day where I was out uh, of the office and not watching the news. But let's start with mortgage availability. You see that? I almost knocked my water bottle over. Let's start with mortgage availability in the month of September. This according to an analysis by the Mortgage Bankers Association. They call it their Mortgage Credit Availability Index. And not surprisingly, well, I, I don't know. It might be surprising to some. Credit availability shrunk in the month of September, it was down 5.4% to a index of 102.5. That was thanks to a 4.9% decline in the conventional mortgage credit availability index, while the government mortgage credit availability index decreased by 5.7%. So government getting a little stricter with regards to accessible credit uh, year over year the index was down 18.5 percent so we talked about this a little bit yesterday 
But there's been some belief, and I mean wrongfully, as the evidence is clearly showing, that there was a concern that the mortgage industry in search of volume, because volume is, is you know, we, we talk about it every week, right? Mortgage, we talked about it last week with the rate locks. Rate locks were down 10% in September. They're down 30% in three months. They're down 60% year over year. And so mortgage companies are like, oh no, we get, we got we got to get volume. And so, well, how, what's a good way to grow volume is decrease your lending standards. Make it easier to lend money. And what this shows us, mortgage companies aren't doing that. In fact, the exact opposite. It's actually getting tighter. It is harder to get access to credit in this current situation. And this has been happening for a while. In fact, this was the seventh consecutive month that credit standards tighten. And we have now fallen to a low that we have not seen since 2013. And to be honest, I mean, this is, this is good news for the mortgage industry. I mean, this shows that the loans that are being originated are solid because standards are not only not getting looser, they're tightening up. They're making it more difficult. And once again, we saw this with the rate lock data. I mean, credit scores are increasing for a lot of loans. I mean, even in the worst case scenario for the cash outs where we've seen a decline, I mean, we're still talking about high 600s. And so there, this is just a situation in which a lot of people thought, oh, here comes you know the 2008 lending standards, which I don't think anyone maybe really thought that, anyone that actually knows anything. But if, if you are concerned about lending standards degrading, it's not happening. And not only is it not happening, they're actually getting more stringent. Uh, Joel Kahn, economist, at the Mortgage Bankers Association said that raising rates is forcing mortgage companies to get leaner. He said, quote, as mortgage rates have more than doubled over the past year, resulting in a drop in refinance activity, lenders have worked to reduce excess capacity and costs by eliminating underutilized loan programs. All the component indices declined last month with most of the indices falling to their lowest levels in over a year. In particular, the government credit credit availability index has declined in seven of the last eight months to its lowest level since April 2013. And, you know, I mentioned 2008 and just you know, kind of hysterical evidence that this is not 2008 all over again. There's this chart that the Mortgage Bankers Association have looking at their their credit availability index. And so for the last, I would say 10 years, the chart has been, you know, right around where it is, like 120, kind of jumping up a little bit, jumping down. But the trend line is very clear. It's kind of around right where we are. In 2005, 2006, the credit availability index was like 900. <laughs> it was like 900. And I mean, it, it's just, it's so funny when people, and a lot of them are young people, people that were really not aware 
of what was happening in 2008. And so they just don't really know. It's just, they just, they're, they're, they've convinced themselves through, you know, probably watching too many people that don't know what they're talking about, trying to make this argument that, oh no, here's 2008 all over again. And people just don't realize how different the housing market is, especially with regards to the mortgages, how different lending standards are, credit availability. I mean, these loans are solid loans. And people are sitting on a ton of equity. It's just, it's not, it's not even close. And this chart is just, oh my God. It highlights that to a level that you just really can't do. You, you need like a chart to, to show how, how very different things are in 2022 versus 2008. But, you know, the, the framework in basic economics does not change. And what I mean by that is that when, you know, the housing or any product, I mean, we're talking about housing, obviously, but any product, when you're seeing a very hot market with limited inventory, prices are going to rise very quickly. And we've seen that in housing for the last two years. And when that's happening, all of a sudden the housing market becomes very attractive for home flippers. And now I would say that what's, what is different now versus 2008 in 2008, people weren't even like changing the house. I mean, they'd like buy the house, they'd sit on it for six months and then sell it for like 20% more. And they didn't actually do anything. <laughs> At least like home flippers nowadays are upgrading appliances, they're securing foundations. I mean, they're, they're actually adding value to the home and then selling it for more money. And so there is a little bit of a difference <laughs> between what's happening now. But the reality is, is that when home prices are skyrocketing, it's a great time for home flippers because you can buy a home, wait a couple months. And I don't mean like wait, I mean like you can, you can make your upgrades that'll add value to the home. Plus home prices are moving in that direction anyway. And so you make a little bit of extra money than you would normally make. And so it's a great time for home flippers. What's happening right now is the exact opposite in which so many people are being priced out of the market because of mortgage rates, you're not seeing the demand that you were seeing. And so housing, or I should say home flippers are now being burned. Uh, Prashant Gopal over at Bloomberg writing about this, saying the doubling of mortgage rates since January has crushed buyer demand and depressed values in investors' most favored locations from Phoenix and Las Vegas to Jacksonville, Florida. It's a swift turnabout for flippers such as Tammy Merrill, who's stuck with homes to sell and loans to pay. Merrill telling Bloomberg, it's a high risk, high reward business. And now we're facing the high risk. I'm just praying for break even. And I'll post this article in the companion newsletter. It'll also be on the website as well, marketsandmortgages.com. Highly recommend you check it out because it also, it's a good indicator that the market is shifting. I mean, we already know that. This is just more evidence of that because for the longest time, home flippers have been making money. Not as much as I think, I think the, the most profitable month was, I wanna say 2015, 2016, somewhere around there according, I think it was Adam Data Solutions has a quarterly report. I think that was the most profitable month but they were making good money and now things are turning. And so this is more evidence of the slowdown that is happening in housing. And 
speaking of a slowdown, inflation data. This is a big week for inflation data. We got the PPI coming out this morning. It's supposed to fall to 8.4%. And then on Thursday, we got consumer price index. That is projected to fall to 8.1% with actually core inflation rising to 6.5%. And then retail sales are expected to climb 0.2%. So we get a lot of inflation data. And what's interesting is that we also got some inflation data yesterday from the New York Fed looking at consumer expectations. And the one year inflation expectations for consumers actually declined by about 0.3 percentage points to 5.4%, the lowest reading since September 2021. In contrast, three-year head inflation or expectations rose slightly to 2.9% from 2.8% in August. And so it kind of gives you an idea of where people, consumers especially, uh, are thinking about what's going to be happening with inflation moving forward. And it's a big week for inflation, so it's interesting that we got this report earlier in the week. Here's one thing I also found was kind of uh, interesting because we do talk about housing here on the Markets and Mortgages podcast. Median home price growth expectations declined by 0.1 percentage points to 2%. It's lowest reading since June 2020. And that's when you know things were going crazy with the pandemic. The decline was most pronounced among respondents with college education and annual household income over 100,000, but was broad based across geographic regions with the South being the most optimistic about home price growth <laughs> because the housing market in the South is the hottest. So that does make sense. That does pair with what we have seen according to most reports that break them down geographically. The South is like overwhelmingly the hottest housing market. So that doesn't surprise me one bit. This of course also will be in the companion newsletter. And so we're gonna end it there. Almost got it under 15. Well, no, actually, yeah, we're, we're close. It's almost 15 minutes today. <laughs> I almost did it. I almost met my goal of the 15-minute podcast. You guys, enjoy your Wednesday. Lot to get to. We got mortgage demand. We're also going to be looking at uh, the FOMC minutes, producer price index, as I just mentioned. We'll talk about it all tomorrow on another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And you remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.